Hey, it's Alan Berg. Before we get to this episode, I've had some interest in doing either a mastermind or a master class before winning MBA this year, either on the Monday or the Tuesday. If you'd like to show interest and see what the different options are and let me know what you might be interested in, the prices, the times are all there. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Click the button to take the two-question survey. Really simple. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for Wedding MBA yet, use the coupon code Allen. my name, A-L-A-N, at WeddingMBA.com. Save $20 off any ticket. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Take the two-question survey. I'll see you in Vegas this year. Chat GPT. Have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? Do you even care? Should you care? Listen to this episode and find out. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Terry Brock on to talk about something that some of you know about, some of you don't know about, some of you should know about. But in the meantime, Terry, welcome to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. Thank you, Alan. It is great to be with you today. Yeah, thanks, Terry. And um, Terry is a, a speaker friend of mine from National Speakers Association, who's got more acronyms after my after his name than I have to have my name. <laughs> Some that I don't think I'm ever going to get on there, but thank you. And you have something called Stark Raving Entrepreneurs. What is that? Well, that's an organization that uh, Gina Carr, my fiance and business partner, and I've put together where we help people to learn how to grow their business. Small businesses are people we get excited about because we're that's who we are. And we give them the idea of how they can prosper and how they can grow their business. The, all with the idea of underpinned with live and let live. Do anything you want to do in life, literally anything, as long as you take responsibility for what you do and you don't harm others. Don't hit other people. Don't take their stuff. It's real simple. And get out and make a lot of money working hard to serve others and helping them. I think the more we help others, the more we serve them, the better off things are for us. So that's what we do around the kind of edgy name of Stark Raving Entrepreneurs. Uh, well, I appreciate that. And, and you came on today to help us understand something called Chat GPT. So some of you might have heard that uh, being talked about, written about, whatever. Some of you have no idea what we're talking about right now. We're just alphabet soup being here but mm -hmm. what is chat gpt it is amazing you know in one word it's amazing and it is a <laughs> game changer kind of a two high from the word there because what it's doing is it's changing the way that we are doing business the way that we're creating copy say for instance someone who's in the wedding business and they need to put out some statements about what they do the services they offer how they're better than some of the competitors well what you can do is with chat gpt you can get it off and running for your copy that you want to generate you can talk to it kind of like you'd talk to a person. That's why they use the term chat. And the GPT is for generative. That means it's created as you give it information and pre-programmed. These are messages that are there that it has already before, and it's transformative. It is transforming the way that they take the words that are there and turn them around. So that what you can do is you can say, act like you're a surgeon and you understand hearts very well what would be the way to perform a surgery for da 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 
something like that. And it will come back with detailed information that it reaches out and grabs from websites all over the world on what surgeons do. I'm not a surgeon, but whatever they do, and you can get that. Or you can look at what are some of the best wedding service providers doing to enhance their business and attract more customers? All right. So hang on a second. I, I think we're getting ahead here. What actually is it? This is artificial intelligence, right? Yeah, it is. It's artificial intelligence, and it's something that is designed for a back-and-forth communication. So that unlike Google, where you'd usually go in and just put, tell me the capital of such and such, and you'd get an answer, with this, you're going back and forth, where you're able to communicate, saying, give me, say, the top 10 reasons for success in this industry, or communicate to me as if you were a 10-year-old child, and tell me how this would be. So, so, how, so how is that different than Google? Because it sounds on, the, on, on a certain level, it sounds the same thing. I'm asking it a question or I'm asking it to do something, but the answer is different, right? That's where this is different. Yeah, I think you're right on target there because that's why Google is coming out with their own version of that called Bard, <laughs> B-A-R-D, like Shakespeare. And they're looking at, okay, how can we compete against this? Because with, with ChatGPT, you're going way beyond just getting an answer. It's giving you, say, 10 reasons why you need to do this or the 10 most effective ways that you can do certain topics in there. It can also give you, for instance, a summary. One of the things I like to do is I like to read a lot of books. And there's a lot of really good books that I have not read. I just haven't had time. Uh, one book, for instance, that I have read, but is very big is War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. Okay, great book, by the way. It really has some great ideas in there, but it's over a thousand pages. But what you can do, what I've done with ChatGPT is you can say, give me a summary of War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy in 10 10 bullet points and put it in the language that a fifth grader would understand. Wow. So now you get that back in a matter of a few seconds And it gives you the summation of what's going on. And you think about it for a moment. Suppose you needed to know about a particular topic, but you haven't read that book. You could go out and ask it to give you a summation of that book in five paragraphs, 10 paragraphs, or something like that, in the language that a 10-year-old would understand. So you keep it real simple. And that way, you're coming up to speed quickly on something that could be important, but without having to go through all the details. So this is the modern version of Cliff's Notes. <laughs> exactly. That's what I've been saying. It is you designing your own Cliff Notes about a wide variety of topics, whatever you might need to know. You might hear of, uh, oh, let's say Carl Rogers, who is a famous psychologist, and he had certain ways of doing things, client-centered therapy. And you know, okay, I need to know that because I'm going to be working with some psychologists, for instance. Okay. You could get a summation of Carl Rogers' beliefs and what he meant by his theories in five paragraphs in the language that a five-year-old would understand. Something wow. like that. You can put that in there and it gives you a tremendous amount of copy back that can be very useful. And then the real skill will be to say, okay, of those five, I like number three, please expand on that. So that's your next prompt. The kind of thing, the prompt is what we call these. You put in that prompt so that now it starts talking to you more in depth on point number three that it gave you. So you're getting a real in-depth, rich knowledge of what's going on. And then what we recommend is you use your own 
writing skill, your own voice, your own stories and examples to expand on that. So I could see someone in the wedding business might say, you know, there's things you want to do when you're planning your wedding, one, two, three, four. But let me tell you a little bit more about number three, because three months ago, we were doing this for a client of ours in the wedding business, and they did this, and it worked out beautifully because they did it this way versus the other way that some others do. So now you're building on top of what ChatGPT gives you and making it your own which I think is what I've been reading a lot about because plagiarism is a big concern, not yeah. just with this, but it was with Google as well. And the fact that when you and I, who, uh, let's be fair, we're digital immigrants, mm-hmm. where we came along willingly, we love technology, you speak of technology all the time, but it wasn't there when we started doing this. Um, so we had to go to the library and we had to do our research and plagiarism was a problem back then as well. But now plagiarism, I mean, theoretically in seconds, and this is the same with Google, right? You could just grab all this content. So what I've been reading a lot about is you get this to get some raw material to use, but then read through it, rewrite it, make it your own, put it in your voice, which you were just saying there, so that everybody isn't just putting the same thing out. Because theoretically, five wedding photographers could ask the same prompt and then come up with the same answer and then put that on their website. Well, you shouldn't do that today. You shouldn't have done it yesterday. and You shouldn't have done it 10 years ago. You still have to make it your own. Exactly. You want to make it your own with your feelings, your experiences. And one of the best things that uh, those in the wedding business would understand is don't just say, here's what you should do, but say, you know, that's very similar to a couple that came to us last year and they had this same issue and they were thinking about going this route. We helped them to go this way. They saved this much money. This was much better. And afterwards, everyone was much happier because we did it that way. That's something you're not going to get in chat GPT because it's unique to you of what you know you did when you were shooting those pictures or when you were serving that uh, the food at that particular event. Right. Now I had somebody who, cause I've not been in there yet. And I, and I, you and I were talking the other day and I said, I've not been in there yet. Cause I just feel like once I get in there, I'm going to be in there for a while. So, because it sounds very, very intriguing. Uh, but I had somebody do me. They went and said, do you know the speaker, Alan Berg? And then it said, yes, I do. And then it's a, what do you know about him? And it did some other stuff there. And somebody else at the same conference said to me, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this stuff. I said, hang on a second. I'm a content creator. And, and you and Gina are content creators. And I was thinking, no matter how good ChatGPT is, it's working with the content that already exists on the web, because that's the only place it can search, right, is the information that's out there. Mm-hmm. So what I think it challenges you and I to do and challenges everybody listening to do is to create content that doesn't exist, maybe using that as ideas, like give me 10 blog ideas for a wedding florist, right? And maybe it can come back with 10 blog ideas, but then you you should go create those blogs, right? Not use content that's out there, but create your own content. And this way, nobody else is going to have it. Absolutely. Alan, you're doing exactly what needs to be done because we need to use that as an idea prompter. It's okay. a way to break through the uh, cold stares at the machine when you know, okay, I've got to do something and I don't know what to do. I'm uh, frozen now. Well, right. this is a way to get it moving because it moves you in the right direction. You go, oh yeah, I understand those five things, but I didn't know about number seven here. Yeah, that's something I hadn't thought. Let me do a little bit more research or thinking about that and make it my own. So you're able to do that in a creative, wonderful way to crank out even better content. For those of us who are content creators, it's really a call that we need to up our game. We've got to get even better. And that's always a good thing. 
Right. And same thing with social media. People are always saying to me, I don't know what to put out on social media. I don't know what to do. This could be a prompt for you and say, what are 10 trends that uh, you're seeing in weddings on Instagram or, or you know, whatever, things like that, where it could give you ideas about what to put out there, but you still need to make it your own. So the other side of this is what's to stop someone from basically plagiarizing us. Like once my content is out there, it just becomes part of this pool that ChatGPT and Bard are pulling from, right? Yeah, it's like uh, that's the way it is. And yeah. this is reality. It's much like if you and I go and speak, let's say we do a presentation over in certain countries around the world. We won't mention any names right now, but they don't have the same, shall we say, degree of respect for honoring the person who created it. And uh, they can make copies and send it to 40 million of their closest friends. Right. And so can we do anything physically to stop that? Not really. However, yeah. what we can do is make it very unique to us so that people say, I want to see that person. When you right. think about it, we go to hear uh, music, musicians that are really good and people pack halls to hear that particular person, even though they've heard that song before. But they still want the artist to sing that song, to play that song that they really like because they want that personal experience. And that's because the artists, those who are really good, learn how to craft and mold it into a unique presentation that right. is beautiful. It taps into the songs that they love. We hear it again, but we want to see them again. We want to interact with them. An interesting thing, that is, since we're on music and you know, of course, I'm a musician, um, if you go and see the Eagles perform live. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember seeing them when Glenn Fry was still alive here in New Jersey, and it sounds just like the album. Whereas most artists, it doesn't. It's their live performance, and then there's the recorded performance, and they're not the same. But the Eagles, part of their thing, their, their shtick, if you will, was that when you went and saw them in concert, you heard exactly what you heard on the album. And, and people came for that and, and mm -hmm. have come for decades for that, as opposed to, let's say, the Allman Brothers, which is a jam band, you know, and it's let's play that song and then let's riff on that for the next 20 minutes. And that's not what's on the album. It's different than what's on the album. So um, it's uh, I remember, a, 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 I'm sure, a very good friend of yours who's uh, gone, uh, Joaquin de Posada, telling mm -hmm. me a story. He was in South America and he was brought down by the government to speak for something. And he's in a car from the airport going to his hotel and he stops at a light and there's a guy selling his book on the corner, hawking his book because he's coming to speak. And he's thinking, I don't remember sending books here to this country. And he calls the kid over and he buys the copy of the book. And on the back, it says reprinted with permission of the author. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's the author. So he takes the book and he goes to the government ministry and he tells this person, this person is selling my book there. And the, and the government person said, you know, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed, but that's how I found out about you Ooh. was from that. And I remember at uh, an NSA conference, there was a panel with uh, um, Randy Gage and a bunch of other people who were saying that very often the, the residuals from those pirated things that you're actually making. In this case, he was paid to speak because of this pirated book. And Randy said, another country, I'm not, we're not going to mention that he comes out of the subway and there's somebody selling CDs and DVDs of his, right? <laughs> Which were not his. Um, but he was being paid well to come and speak there, probably because of that pirated stuff, because that's how people found out about him. So if they want the original, that's what we're talking about, right? If you want the original, I think that's why vinyl records are coming back. People want that original of, again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the content. All right, so let's get back to ChatGPT. 
What do you see? Because I, I know there's new iterations, and between the time we're recording this and it's coming out, there's going to be another dozen or more iterations of this. What is what are the changes that you're seeing from, like, say, version one to two to three or whatever we're up to at this time? How is it getting different, better, whatever? Well, one of the major changes that we saw in the new version that is coming, it's out, but they don't have this feature yet, but they've already announced it and it will be there. You can take a photograph and have a photograph of, say, your refrigerator. These are the food items we have in the refrigerator. And then ChatGPT will say, here are five recipes that you can put together based on the food that you have there, doing it this way. Or you can take a picture of one of the things they've been talking about. They have a a boxing glove, and it's about to fall down onto a scale. And on that scale on the other side is uh, an object of some type. And so you can uh, ask the chat GPT, what will happen if the glove falls? And it comes back with, the glove will fall down there, and then that will raise the the lever up, and it will be sent off to another place of line. So it's looking at what could happen based on a picture that you have. It's really going inside much more in depth than just here's a picture and being able to give you the kind of information you want. Another feature that it has, which can be good or bad, and a lot of our content creators that we're talking with are looking at how can they take their book. Say you got a 200-page book. You feed that book into ChatGPT. And you can then say, this is my voice. This is the stories that I use. I want you to create another article for me about this using my style, mm-hmm. using my form. Well, obviously, if they've put that in there, others would have access to it. But now in the new version, they make it so that you can put in even more characters. Now it's up to 25,000 characters that you can put in there. So you're looking at much more. Before, people would have to do it at maybe 1,000 characters at a time. So to put in that 200-page book was very laborious. It's getting much easier. And that just means we've got to change our game. Much like you mentioned Joaquin and Randy, they're two buddies of mine, and we miss Joaquin very much. We were in a mastermind group here in Florida together, and I remember them saying that. And So we have to look at we're getting paid in different ways. Yeah, you might not get the $3.75 royalty from that book, but you would get a much higher fee than that for speaking or doing other activities. And so we have to, as content creators, think, what can we do to better position ourselves to help others? And that's really the key. As entrepreneurs, we always have to think, what can I do given new technology, given new trends to better serve people that I'm working with? So for instance, in the wedding business, things are changing dramatically. People are seeing shifts and changes all the time. And sometimes it's going to be discouraging. You look at it and go, oh no, this is what we've been doing. This is our job. Well, throughout history, things have continued to change. And right now, people are saying, oh, we're concerned about these machinery. Well, look at farming. Long ago, it was the way to plow a field was with animals. You'd get oxen or mules or something. You'd chain them up some way and you'd go behind them and you'd pull till the ground and you needed to do that. Well, I don't think there's many people at all would be complaining that farmers are out of business who were doing that. But now we're using tractors and tractors can do so much more, so much safer and better And some of those farmers had to change and get different jobs. Some of them had to adjust. Some of them learned about tractors and learned what to do to keep the tractors running and keep them moving. So I think we have to constantly look at these new changes and think, what can we do to take advantage of that to serve those wonderful people we have called customers, clients, members, whatever term we're going to give those people that pay our bills, 
so that we can help them to have a better, more fulfilling experience. In other words, how can we use the technology to serve our customers instead of how does the technology uh, take away our our jobs? Uh, I have a phrase I like to use, which is, let's make your current business obsolete before somebody does it for you. Yes. And the thing with, uh, I always think about with ChatGPT or, or any of these things, if somebody wants to copy you, there's very little stopping stopping them from copying things that are out there, like your website, your marketing pieces, your pricing, their secret shopping, and things like that. What they can't copy is what you're going to do different next week because they haven't seen it yet. And I remember going to trade shows. So when I started my independent business as a speaker in 2011, I had been a, a member of NSA for NSA. For those of you who don't know, is not the other one. It's we're the ones that speak, not the ones that listen. Uh, exactly. The National Speakers Association. Um, when I started my business, uh, I had DVDs, and those of you who remember what a DVD is, it's those silver coasters that we have now. It's the DVD. So. I had DVDs and then the next year other people had DVDs, but they had a, a label that they printed at home and put onto the one that they burnt themselves, whereas I had custom printed DVDs. Mm-hmm. So then the next year they had custom printed DVDs, but I had a box set of 12, right? So then the next year, then they had whatever. And then they were always a year behind me because they couldn't copy it until they saw it. And instead of coming up with the new idea, they were copying my ideas. And what that forced me to do is say, okay, I'm always going to be a step ahead of you because you can't copy it until you see it. And by the time you figure it out, I'm onto something else. And now you're selling what I used to do instead of mm-hmm. selling what I do. And I think that's the key with this technology. Uh, although it's funny you say with the plowing horses, my son lives in, uh, in Pennsylvania in Amish country, and there are still people plowing fields with horses, some Amish mm-hmm. with, and driving down the street in buggies with horses. They, 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 they see the technology. It's there. They're just, you know, choosing not to. And then the other funny one is think about our kids. You tell, don't play video games. Don't play video games. Well, our drones that are being flown by our military is by some person sitting in a room playing with controllers, yep. <laughs> looking at a screen of a camera. It's a video game, but there's actually something flying or, or, or doing out there. It's that's again, using the technology to get to the end that we want instead of the technology being the end. Exactly. We've got to look at what is the ultimate end experience that people want. And we're seeing that, like you said, they can be copied, whatever we have, including your voice. This is very controversial, but right now it's a big thing. We're talking about this and we're doing a course right now on build your business with AI. And using that, we're talking about today will be uh, the session on art and how you can manufacture art just by saying the right words and putting in text. It creates the kind of image you want that when you look at anything, well, that's a picture of two people. No, I said two gentlemen working on a computer laptop and they're smiling. Literally, those words, put it into Canva or many other places that are available, and it will give you pictures of two people working on a computer smiling. And you look at it and think, that looks like a real picture of real people. No, mm-hmm. not quite. And also, Alan, I could get your voice from your recordings, get just a snippet of that, and I can create a voice recognition or a voice tool that sounds just like you. Mm. And if I heard you say, I go, whoa, that's Alan. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what he sounds like. And it could also, here's the danger. It could be saying things that you and I would never, ever say that we would consider repugnant and reprehensible, but we could have your voice saying it. And somebody hears that and they think, wait a minute, that is Alan. I recognize his voice. And he's saying these things. So it's an issue we're going to need to deal with. Plus putting the video with it. When we can have the mouth moving 
at the same time with the words. Think about the dangerous situation that could put a world leader in. The president of the United States sees a replica, or maybe it's not a replica, of a video of Vladimir Putin saying, we're launching the missiles against New York in the next five minutes. Right. Ooh, this could create a real problem because right. if it's true, well, the president of the United States needs to take action on that. But if they take action and it's a fake, there's right. serious ramifications of that as well. Right. And I, and I heard the beginnings of this with another friend of ours, Shep Hyken. Shep's been on the, the podcast as well. And he was headed into a, a studio to have them do recordings of him so that he can give them text and they can create a video of him saying those words that he didn't say on camera, but it's going to look like he did because it's his facial expressions. It's his body. It's his face. It's his mouth and it's his words. But he didn't actually say those words, but it's going to generate that. So that's the positive aspect is for him, it's he can type out a script and have a video made without ever stepping in front of a camera. The bad yes. thing is somebody else can have him saying those things, which which he never said. Uh, yep. So that's it. Okay. So um, we can talk about this forever, but I try to keep these to about a half an hour or so. So where does somebody find ChatGPT? On ChatGPT, it's owned by a company called OpenAI. OpenAI.com will give you information on not only ChatGPT, but other products that they have as well, like DAL-E2, that's D-A-L-L, an asterisk, the letter E as an echo, and the number two. DAL-E2 is a tool that can create pictures for you by you using your voice saying create this but omni uh, or openai.com is where you would find about chat gpt get the information there they have a free version and they have a paid version now twenty dollars a month you get that and so you get a little bit faster access to it it does some uh, applications for you and you get access to the newest versions when they come out so okay. for twenty dollars a month those of us that are in content creation look at it and go okay that's a reasonable price and uh, we'll be glad to have that and be able to start using it now, uh, can anybody sign up for that? I heard that there was a waiting list or is, is that, or anybody? There can just was, go now you should be able to do that. Uh, okay. They've been moving fast. There was a lot of demand for it. It's supply and demand. And when there's a lot of people jumping into one website, it tends to get a little bit slower. And sometimes <laughs> you don't have access to it. But uh, if you have the paid version, they put you in a higher priority than people that are just going there to see what's free. Got it. Got it. And again, you said there was a character limit to how much you can actually put in there to get it um, right now. At any one time. Yes. At now you can build on top of that. You could put a full 200 page book in. You just have to do it in several repetitions. Got here's it. the first X number of pages, whatever that would be. Here's the first 20 pages. And then here's the second 20 pages, something right. like that. Right. And, and just give people an idea. I have a 200 page book, which is probably about 35,000 words, not characters but words. So that's an awful lot of characters going in there. So you'd be feeding in a little of time. Okay. So, but you and Gina talk about this stuff all the time. How often does Stark Raving Entrepreneurs have new episodes or new? We have we a regular live meeting every Wednesday, okay. every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And, and the world is welcome to come. We have wonderful people coming on. Matter of fact, you will be our guest in just a few weeks. So right. we'll get a chance to talk about things that matter with people who care. And we like to say, use that Jim Rohn phrase that um, McQuestion TV has used and to say we're there to help people and to learn how to build your entrepreneurial business in a way that complies with live and let live, just treating people right and decently. 
And where does Stark Raving Entrepreneurs live online? Is it online website? Start, StarkRavingEntrepreneurs.com. You okay. can come over there and learn all about us or go over to our YouTube channel, Stark Raving Entrepreneurs there. You'll see a lot of videos that we put out about subjects like chat, GPT, AI, marketing, and a lot more. Terrific. Uh, we'll put this all into the show notes. So if you didn't write that down or want to make sure you spell it right, we'll have the links right in there. Uh, how to connect with uh, with Terry and Gina. Uh, so besides Stark Raving Entrepreneurs, what else do you guys do these days? Well, we're doing a lot with helping people learn how to work in speaking, what's going on in this crazy world. If you've seen the news, you know there's a lot of craziness going on right now. I think people are a little bit concerned, whatever side you happen to be on, whatever the issue is. But I think we need to look at how can we make the world a better place by serving others. And I can just keep coming back to the idea of live and let live. With all the issues that are going on, I think that's a good filter. And I would encourage those of you listening to this, those of you watching this, you run that through uh, your mind that live and let live is a good way to deal with whatever the issue is. Somebody wants to do something, even if I look at it and go, oh, that's kind of goofy and weird. Are they harming anyone? Are they taking things from anyone else? If they're not doing it, okay, it might be weird according to me, but they like doing it. That's their business. I'm going to let them do it. Somebody starts bothering someone else though, they're harming them. I'm against that. I would stand against someone harming another person. Yeah, it's funny. I did an episode similar to that where companies are so fast to say no, and we have these rules. And uh, a lot of my clients want their people to think of them more as a guideline than a rule because why are we saying no? And again, same thing. Does it hurt anybody? What you know? What's the problem? There are some hard and fast ones. Like I have clients, you can't have fireworks in their area. It's against the law, right? We don't want to start forest fires and certain things like that. So when somebody's like, but why? Well, it's against the law. We can't, you know, there's things we can't do, but we do have... Mm -hmm an alternative. We do have an answer there. So again, I, we, we could keep talking about this for hours because I think the last time we did, we were just going to get on for five minutes. So <laughs> that's yeah, why exactly. I said have on here. All right. So I'm going to put it, uh, Stark Raven Entrepreneurs. I'm going to put that into the show notes. We'll have all the links that have information how to connect with Terry and Gina. Uh, please go and check out their YouTube. Please go check out their website. There's great information. Again, it was, you said that was free, Terry? Yes, the Wednesday program is free. We have other programs where we give extended help and training, and there's some fees in that that they invest. But uh, we like to have something that's free. And matter of fact, I'm going to pay for all your listeners to come and watch our videos on YouTube. Yeah, I'll go. cover that. They don't have to worry about paying anything. I'll I'll <laughs> take care of that just because I'm such a nice guy. And and you are, and you are. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to see you in person in a, in a, in a few weeks, and then again in in July at our conference. Uh, and I look forward to being on Stark Raven Entrepreneur soon. It is an honor to be with you, Alan. Keep up the great work that you're doing, sir.
Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic or for a guest, you can do that with Ask Me Anything on the button at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me do sales training or speaking for your group or association, and that could possibly be for free, we have some good ideas, contact me at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and hearing your suggestions. Thanks.